welcome to The Misinformer, the only show on the internet where if the orchestra tries to play me off during the Emmys, I promise I'll never leave. I'm going to set up camp there. I'm Adam Macias, and it's just me this week. Our other host decided they want to try to go and convince the Nabisco workers to go back on strike. Apparently, they think they deserve to be in the same union as the cookie makers since they work with me, and I'm also sweet as hell and probably bad for you. Speaking of strike, this week, IATSE, uh, a.k.a. the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees, held a vote to strike. We'll be talking to one union member who's also for the strike, but maybe not how you think. I don't know. Let's find out. And later on in the show, we'll be talking to a Greek football coach who wants to do a reverse Ted Lasso. Here's hoping they can explain the rules of soccer, because it's all Greek to me. I don't, I'm sorry. I'm really, really sorry. I'm sorry for that. Anyways, I'm only. I'm apologizing to listeners and our wonderful guests that are here to talk about the top stories of the week. First, here to, here to join us, let's go ahead and introduce... Liana Masaiku. Did I get that right, Liana? You did. Hello, Adam. Oh, hey, hey, hey. Ooh, and a, a wonderful microphone uh, joining with us today. Thank you so much, Liana. I really appreciate you coming on the show. And, of course, we are joined by, I don't know why I said of course, but Andres Prada. Of course you're here. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. What's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Not going to comment on my mic quality or... <laughs> I, I will say from last week's show... Your mic quality was better than mine, and I hate. I was like, wow, "Okay, well, I got to make my mic quality better now." Uh, it was it was so much Ooh. better. So okay, thank you so much for saying that. Yeah, uh, yeah, no problem. I don't mind coming in third uh, in the <laughs> mic quality game. I was just gonna say that's my favorite mic right there. Welcome to the weekly mic informer, uh, where we talk about mics all week. No, that we're here to talk about the top stories of the week, and uh, let's go ahead and talk about our first uh, big thing that I noticed this week. This week, there was a breaking misinformation. Uh, the right-wing website, Project Veritas, terrible name, hate that name. Boy, do I hate that name. Do you think, sorry, do Americans know what Veritas means? What's it What's it mean? It means truth in Latin. Oh, okay. So Project Project Truth. If, if I got this wrong, my dad is going to be so upset because he's a classics teacher. He teaches ancient Greek and Latin. But I think it means truth in Latin. Still hate that name. Uh, anyways, they released a quote-unquote expose on the COVID vaccination uh, featuring uh, a bunch of anecdotal evidence from doctors and nurses. And it's just a bunch of misinformation. And we watch a video by TikToker Trey Crowder to help uh, summarize it. Well, Project Veritas put out a big anti-vax expose, and if you missed it, good for you, but it features an interview with an RN from a federal healthcare facility who has clearly asked to see a manager or two in her time, if you know what I'm saying, outlining a couple of cases where people had the COVID vaccine and later got very sick and or died. She says that the government doesn't want you to know about this. She offers no real proof or evidence that the vaccine caused those things, just that they happened. So basically, it's that one lady we all have on Facebook doing her typical crazy lady Facebook shit. But this time, it was done in the style of a 60 Minutes interview. So all the rubes are going, finally, the truth has come out. Never mind the fact that the whole thing is more anecdotal than a drunk redneck when high school football gets brought up. I mean, even if those two cases are legit, which I very much doubt, but even if they are, it's two there are millions of us out here who've had the vaccine for months. Do y'all believe that we're all collectively hiding this from you? Like, do y'all think that liberals are out here with secret blood clots and liver problems, and then we log on to the abortion food stamp message boards like, y'all, Tammy can never find out about this. Is that what you think? Y'all y'all think you wouldn't notice a bunch of liberals dying? You wouldn't notice all the granola stores closing down? 
Like at no point would you stop and think, you know, I haven't seen anybody giving a shit about immigrants or poor people lately. I think there's something going on. Is that how y'all believe it? What do y'all believe? I liked your take on it first, Andreas. The uh... Okay, this is not, I don't want to be offensive. Let me just start. I gen- Ooh, try to start all my sentences with that. <laughs> Burn uh, <laughs> No, it. so, I mean, if I when I watch that TikTok video of the guy saying it's all BS, he's looks like driving in a truck. <laughs> yes. And he has a southern accent, mm-hmm. and he is on TikTok. Some of those things could be credible, but my first gut reaction is if I was going to get advice about science or medicine, I might not go into that guy's truck and talk to him. <laughs> but that website with all the misinformation on it, you Project look at Veritas. that. And yeah. Project Veritas. The, I mean, even the name, it's like, oh, that sounds like, what is that? Foreign? That sounds like, uh, <laughs> there's like some... Yeah, there's Latin. There's some gravity to it. I like that. And the yeah. web design's good. And it even says, on, if you look at the website, en español, it's available in Spanish. Ooh. So these people are like, brand, they they want to spread their word. I feel like they could learn something from each other. Well, yeah, truly. I mean, what? yeah, I love the, the take of that, of, of it being like, it's the, revol- the roles have reversed. Like typically, you know, you would find the right information uh, not in some dude's truck. And as I'm saying this, it all like if a I think if a Republican or conservative heard me talking, they would be like, "Well, you guys are clearly brainwashed into think not trusting yeah. the the right thing." But the issue is, is that yes, they are painting they are painting shit. They are they are putting gold on poo. You know, there's no like credible evidence there. It's all anecdotals. It's heavily clipped. Um, I'm talking about the video that uh, Project Veritas posted. Um, it is heavily edited and clipped. There is also no supporting like research. It's just people talking. There is literally no veritas for verification of who these people are. So we're just like, oh, we see another shitty video that's painted around a nice website. Yes, people would get confused by that. So this is kind of the project of this show, too. It's like, who can trust misinformation? Like, misinformation is almost a perspective at this point. But unfortunately, truth is the truth. Liana, what were you going to say? Well, actually, you can help me figure something out because I hear a lot about the First Amendment in America and it's like freedom of speech is like, and it has to be held very dear and protected and people go to war for that. But it's like, it's freedom of speech is very different than freedom to lie. Like my (laughs) question is like, it's one thing, as people say, I don't remember who first said it, but it's like, um, there's differences, like opinions can be different. Facts are facts. Like there are no True. different facts. It's as you said, truth, like the truth is one. Yeah. Opinions can be many. Right. And it's like. Ooh, I love that. So who is responsible? My question is freedom of speech is, you know, was created to protect actually opinions that are unpopular to the establishment because they threaten a status quo that has taken it too far. So freedom of speech, for example, when you belong in a minority and you you want to express something that is not a very popular belief as now minorities, you know, um, they feel safer speaking up their truth. That is freedom of speech. I don't understand how it has become this, like the, the right uses it and to call fake news on actual news. And right. they're the ones spreading misinformation and propaganda 
that costs human lives. Like, like you know, all the claims about the election, the 2020 election being rigged, they did like lead to the insurrection. And people who was who were spreading that, nobody got punished for it. And it's like right. now what you're saying, this misinformation causes people to die. Yeah. And it's not one TikToker, but when it becomes, you know, like the platform of Fox News that I don't know how many millions watch. I think it's the number one news network, I think. Probably. Like, so why is this protected? Is my question to you, to my American <laughs> friends. Why nobody like you don't have anybody to step in and say when you're an official news organization that spreads false information, lies, pure lies and dangerous lies like that's not protected. That is a no go. Like, I don't understand that. Yeah, it bums me out because I think that there is truth in it to a certain degree that I think that when it sucks that Trump was the spokesperson for saying fake news because it is Mm -hmm. fake in a lot of ways. The Mm -hmm. majority of news programs are, you know, they have uh, hidden interests in their corporations and their businesses. They're not out for spreading information. If they were, the things that we watched would be so much different than they actually are. So I think that that is true, that it is fake news. It just sucks that it was championed by a group who's using it for something outside of truth. They're using it for uh, spreading a different campaign of even worse lies. So I hate that part. I hate, I feel like if, Anybody but if a Democrat, if a liberal had come out saying the news is fake, I'm like, oh, man, imagine what would have happened in that scenario. We could have had actual revolution. And instead, we're left with this thing that's like, it's not revolution because there are there's nothing to take care of the people. You're saying the news is fake. And how are we going to take care of the people? That part is missing. Oh, interesting. Wait, speak on that. What What do you mean by that? I feel like if the left said the news is fake, right? Like we had a Trump, we had like, let's say Bernie Sanders came out and then he part of a big part of his campaign was him saying like, the news is fake. These are the reasons why it was fake. Right? Right. I think that he would take those down. He would try and build new programs to make sure that the news is more responsible. Right. Right. He would yes. try and uh, create systems so that like we can rely on it. That's yeah. the part that I don't think will ever come from the right, probably just because social programs aren't a part of their ideology. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Like if it was actually fake, there would be laws and stuff like or there would be things inside of the institution to uh, foster like truth in, in, in this. And that would be dope. It would be great. And honestly, like coming from, um, you know, like I'm a millennial. So, and I grew up during nine 11. Stop bragging. millennial. (laughs) I'm almost positive. You're a millennial too. So don't, don't even, don't even, uh, with nine 11, there was a lot of like misinformation mission accomplished. No, no, it wasn't, um, you know, invading Iraq war. Like, these are the facts, right? We were told blatant lies by our government, blatant lies that there's WMDs into a country. We have to go kill people in order. We have to overthrow a government. Everybody's like, hell yeah, because we're all like thirsting for blood after getting attacked. And we discover, I don't know, two years later, very quietly during a December. I'll never forget during like December in like 2003, it was like, oh yeah, there's no WMDs. Like I, it was like, uh, and we were just like, well, we're still at war. We're still at war, you know? And so I get that now that there's a little bit of like culturally Democrats, uh, liberals are like, 
you know, like let's focus, like we are kind of trying to focus on truth that in listening to our government that the conservatives are like, nah, governments lie to you. It's like, well, you guys lied to us first. Like you guys are like, it's like, it's like the, the cheating boyfriend that's like angry when uh, their girlfriend gets a text from another guy. Like what the fuck? What the fuck? Come on. You can't like, they're like, they're using their own psychology as if they, everyone operates with their shitty mentality as well. If that makes sense. And to Andrew's point before, um, I agreed. It was so eloquently uh, put Andres that, you know, the, Bernie Sanders would try to build a system. I feel that I, at least lately, I've only, I moved here in 2017. It, it is almost as if the Republican now brand is hatred of what the liberals represent. It's as if they don't have a way to define themselves as, as something. And it's only as in opposition to what the liberals or the progressives represent. Like they're not building, they're just trying to destroy your hate. Or at least that's the majority of what I understand. When this, And I think that's the real problem. And yes, there is, as Adam, as you were saying, a mistrust towards institutions. And I say that even in Greece. And for right. a good reason, because for many years, especially, you know, you see the war on middle class and, you know, people become like the workers and it's like, nobody cares for us. <laughs> Every yeah. politician promises to work for us. And then we're the ones getting screwed. So we don't trust anybody. I mean, it's, yeah, the, the, there's so much, it's, there's, it's just layers on layers of like not being able to trust. And so therefore we try to like, you know, any level of trust is instantly like when you're at war, you're not going to want to trust somebody, you know, like you're not, when you're thinking of them as the enemy, you're thinking of them as like, they want different things. They, when they're demonized, it's easier to be like, well, we can't trust them. You know, there's, that's, that's the level of like what both news sides do is they paint everyone as this kind of broad, you know, they believe everyone believes this way and everyone believes that way, whether it be about the vaccine or about, uh, you know, uh, immigration or, uh, abortion, for instance, like, it's like, no, like, that's not what we're, it, it, it's easily to be painted, you know, and there's all, I'm a big fan of like gray area. I'm not a big middle guy. Like, I don't believe in like finding, I don't believe in like Ma Joe Manchin, like make everybody happy. Like some things just like, no, we need to let everybody vote. Like, I don't know what, what the fucking problem is. Anyways, point being is that it is easier to think have everyone an is, enemy. have an enemy or think everyone is lying when you consider them as like the enemy. You know, and that is definitely where we are at for sure. Um, but sp speaking of more misinformation, so this is the why it's just wild that these takes of, especially with this project Veritas of saying like that the COVID vaccine is fake, quote unquote, which is not true, uh, or it's it's all one big lie. Don't go watch the video. I'm telling you right now, it's just filled with a bunch of misinformation. Earlier this week, Breitbart, the right wing conservative uh, media publication, which pretty much got Trump elected, posted an op-ed that is accusing Democrats of tricking conservatives into being anti-vax. And here's the wild thing, so that they'll <laughs> die of COVID. And so it's not, we're, they're, we are politicizing it so that they'll all die. And it's like, okay, well, it's some so of that- so crazy. It's, it, it, it just, just might be- <laughs> And we watched a, a great video by an, another TikToker, John Avarosis, who summarized it perfectly. Are Democrats using reverse psychology to trick Trump supporters into not getting vaccinated? 
No. But that's the latest conspiracy theory from far-right Trumpist website Breitbart that is very popular and very powerful uh, among Republicans, certainly the Republican elite here in Washington. Um, the latest theory they're putting out there in a series of articles is that Democrats have basically tricked Republicans into being anti-vaccine so that the Republicans won't get vaccinated and they'll die and then Democrats will win the next election. Now, I want to read you a little bit of what uh, what the what the Breitbart folks are saying, but then I want to talk about it a little bit because I had an idea of writing a parody piece about this very thing in order to try to convince Trump supporters to get vaccinated. But I was afraid I'd get banned on TikTok and Twitter and elsewhere if I wrote the piece because people would think I was serious. So let me read you some of these quotes. This is pretty good. This is from uh Oh, what's his name? John Nolte, I think is his name. Uh, do you want to know why I think Howard Stern is going full monster with his mockery of three fellow human beings who died of the coronavirus? He's talking about Stern basically laughing at all the religious right preachers who died who were anti-vax and then got COVID and died. Um, because leftists like Stern and CNN and Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi and Anthony Fauci are deliberately looking to manipulate Trump supporters into not getting vaccinated. Nothing else makes sense to me. In a country where elections are decided on razor-thin margins, does it not benefit one side if their opponents simply drop dead? The funny thing about this video is that it is so comical. This is literally a, a fucking comedy sketch. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you were going to use reverse psychology, though, like let's say, for example, we did want people to die. What would you, reverse psychology would you use? Because I think it might be this one. I, I have a great example, historical example of that. So basically, uh, Greece was under the Ottoman Empire. We started a revolution, blah, blah, blah. First governor of Greece, he brought the potatoes in. And I think it was from South America, if I'm not mistaken. And Greek people in Greece, we didn't have potatoes. And they were so, they didn't trust him. They didn't want to go near the potatoes. They didn't want to eat the potatoes. What did he do? He put the potatoes, he locked the potatoes in a, I don't know what, what, like, I don't know, a storage room facility or something. And he had guards, armed guards outside guarding them just to make people believe it's something very, very valuable and oh, special. Right. Mm -hmm. And then people were like, ooh, then we must have it. Right. We have to steal it. And they, yeah. He used uh, the people's mistrust of him. In order to, to give it to him, yeah. Because when he was like, here's some a gift to you, take it. And they were like, nah, what is that? And then he was like, you cannot have this. They we're like, I want it. In that case, maybe the right, like, wants us to get abortions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. If only that were true. They're like, you're not allowed to get them now. And now we're all like, well, I'm going to get one just because you don't want me. You know what I mean? Maybe. I think, honestly, you might have a point there because, again, it's like that cheating boyfriend mentality of like, why are, who comes up with this? Like, that's such an insane thing. It's like, oh, wait, are you guys using reverse psychology on us? Is that what it is? Like, did we just figure out that you guys been have, have like, tricking us and which we all know they have of trolling us into or in order to react on things. There is a great thing about these whistleblowers who are like exposing all this stuff or getting fired uh, nurses who are getting fired from, uh, you know, like saying, I'm not going to get the vaccine. Right. They are making hundreds of thousands of dollars from GoFundMe campaigns. What? Yeah. So there is money in like in, uh, 
you know, quote unquote, sticking to your guns about this. Like if they get, if, if this is a reverse psychology of like, I believe this and we try to cancel them, that means they have a total opportunity in the perfect story to go to GoFundMe and be like, listen, guys, the libs canceled me. Help me. And because there's this big anti-cancel culture, everybody's like, hell yeah, give me, here's, take my money, you know? And it's like, wait, are you trying to, you guys are, you're cheating on us. <laughs> like that's, this is where, like, we're the girlfriend. Like, wait, I think you're, you're crazy. You're the ones that are doing this to us, right? My question was when I watched that second video, you know, the Breitbart propaganda and lie is like the Republicans, governors and so many Republicans and or, you know, um, religious figures that were anti-vax and they're dying or like nurses that were like, don't do the vaccine. And then they died like like it's their side that asks people not to get vaccinated. It's not us like Like they should, if they feel that their base needs to be vaccinated, that everybody needs to be vaccinated, then they should call out Fox News presenters, GOP governors, GOP leadership, like their people and be like, hey, you're the ones who are killing us. Like why? They, yeah. they like it doesn't Absolutely. make sense that they're, still- yeah, they're also it, it, victims. Yeah. They're also victims to the reverse psychology. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I mean, to go on your point, Andreas, about like what would be the reverse psychology of like, I don't, I don't even get how this is reverse psychology. <laughs> like we're saying like, hey, we got the vaccine and everybody should get it. And I mean, what's the reverse psychology here? Like, like, why would you, why would you jump to like, oh, well, I'm not going to get it now. You know, I think the reason why they feel that way is because there are moral judgments attached to getting the vaccine or not. And I think that one of the things that I find myself doing, and I think that people who are pro-vaccine do a lot, is they're like, if you don't get it, you are selfish. If you don't wear the mask, the message that those people are hearing is, I believe that you're a bad person, is what they think. And I feel that when people feel, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, humiliated, They generally go further in the other direction. I remember hearing a police officer saying that uh, you're going to get runners when you humiliate them. And that the number one thing that you need to do is you need to treat people with respect. And then you're without with humiliation out of it, you're going to be able to connect way easier. And I think that that is why they're like, it's reverse psychology, man, is because at this point they're like, oh, fuck, we do need to get the vaccine. We acknowledge that now there's been enough deaths. There's been enough facts. We've lost enough people that we acknowledge that we do need to get it now. But we are humiliated. And I think that that is something that has been done. I've definitely humiliated people who don't want to get vaccines, not to their face, but with my friends and stuff. I've definitely been like, you should be humiliated. You're dumb, (laughs) which maybe isn't the best route. And on top of the humiliation um, that you brought up, it's also because sometimes when like I am compassionate towards people who are afraid, I think fear is a very valid um, emotion. But like I get upset, you know, as I said before, Fox News and those people who brainwash them. And then I check myself and I'm like, it's as if I'm calling people sheep or victims to a propaganda. And then maybe that makes them also defensive because they feel like I can make, you know, I'm smart enough to watch and like decide for myself and choose my information. So I don't know even where that line is because I also, I don't want, like I am very upset because I do believe that there are people who have power to influence 
the public and they get unchecked. Right. And 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 when it comes to causing lives, like I, I don't know how I can forgive that when they're doing it on purpose and they benefit from that. But I also like I don't know. It's like it's very hard for me to I like I don't want to call anybody a sheep, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but it is like it's like what you said before, Adam, um, about the freedom of speech when we were talking about la- right and left. When it's like they think we're in our own bubble, we think they're in their bubble. They think we take our news from the wrong sources, and it becomes like. A vicious circle and right. Speaking of the uh, this, <laughs> them feeling victimized and them feeling like they are uh, at a, uh, I guess they are the ones being persecuted. There's a new story that is just completely fucking bonkers uh, that broke this week. That the an Oregon school, uh, a staff member wore blackface in an apparent vaccine mandate protests and she's of course and she i think she even dressed up as rosa parks as well and that because she is saying she was going for a hero of resistance narrative yes and it is just like they cannot back (laughs) i I was trying to humanize them right now i take it back never mind i don't it's it's just like how do you go like how do they how, how do they always find a way to be to both be incredibly scientifically wrong and also racist. Like we talked about pure bloods last week. Right. Uh, and they also like, how did that, how does that happen? <laughs> how do they always do that? And I think that's like, there's something, there's something definitely to <laughs> like, they all, there's just like the people that feel victimized about this also kind of lean little racist as are like ignorantly racist as well. I was just wondering, like she had to run this idea by a couple of people, right? You don't make <laughs> yeah. it. A, she got that idea like a week before and she's like, oh, oh, like we're people of resistance. And she's like, like Rosa Parks. And her friend's like, oh, yeah, that's interesting. And then she thought about it more and she went home to her husband and she was like, I've got this idea where I'm going to do blackface. And he was like, that's really smart, actually. And then she's like, yeah. OK, I'm going to I got to run it by a few more friends. And they were all like, I like it. I think I get it. I think I you should it. go for it. Like, did nobody yes. check her? No, no one said yes. And then additionally. <laughs> no, no one said no to how she actually put the black face on. She dyed her skin with iodine. It's like the like what? It, it's yeah, like she poisoned. She, <laughs> she it is worth <laughs> as far as like okay, the irony of putting something that dangerous on your body to protest putting something quote unquote dangerous on your body. Iodine doesn't have Bill Gates um, microchip though. Not I am. You it's know true. That. It's true. Well, yeah, what's but, iodine? But the, iodine is a, it's a chemical composition. Uh, they use it to, I'm imagining it's that stuff you put in a, in a, in a Kleenex and you hold it up behind someone to make them knock them out in a, like a spy movie. That's chloro- you know I mean? chloroform. That's, I that's think. chloroform. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know what iodine is in. And you only know that by watching a lot of movies, by the way. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> but I wanted to say also that's, that's you know, we mentioned cancel culture before. So now it's what, Adam, you were saying that now she's going to protest that the left is canceling her now or something. That we are, you know, infringing on her freedom of expression or something. And it's like, oh. So is that a permastain? I think it is, actually. I think it like it's way worse than doing any other way. Like, I I just don't, I I don't see how you could get that much iodine to darken your skin. First off, I think there's gotta be like some level of like, Oh, this person's trying to cook meth or something like restriction. 
like uh, like Sudafed for buying that much sort of thing. You you got iodine in your math? You got to get a new math guy. <laughs> I'll talk to you after Suck. the podcast. Please, yeah, you thank don't you. Don't want to yeah. be doing that stuff. Okay, I think you're both being a bit too harsh on that woman because maybe she did that because she was trying to advocate for, you know, teaching critical racial history in schools. And maybe that's why she did the whole stunt. That's true. I mean, we try to humanize, like, this is it. We try to humanize them and then they do something crazy like this. Like, we can't can't do anything about it. We can't do anything about it. But what we can do about it is we're going to go to a break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk to a IATSE uh, union member. We'll be right back. We'll see what the, he has to say. Welcome back. In our first story, the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees is seeking authorization to go on strike after failed negotiations with Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers. Here to discuss to the likelihood of a strike is Scab Mourner, a member of the IATSE Union. Hi there, Adam. Hey. Thank you for having me. Hey, Scab. Um, Mourner, can I call you Scab or Mr. Mourner? Which would you prefer? You you can call me Scab. It's short for Scabra. Scab what? Scabra. Scabra. Scab. Like it's short for Scabra. Okay. Is that family name? Yeah. Uh, my grandfather named me. His name was Scabra Cadabra. <laughs> okay. Different. Different. Uh, I'm sure it's your on your mom's side. That's I what was on my mother's was. side. Yes. Yeah. That, that makes sense. Okay. So, uh, well, Scab uh, or Scabra, uh, tell me about this strike. Why? Why do you? What's going on with it? Well, it's a wonderful thing, and it's about time. There's many demands that we have that we'd like to be met. Um, and I believe that we should go on strike and that we will. For first and foremost, um, meal breaks. Right. They, want us, they, they never let us have our meal breaks. And here's the thing. We need them. Meal breaks are the only time that I can... Uh, Sell CBD oil to the background actors. Wait, what? You, not for food? No, for money. What? Well, no, no, not selling CBD. I mean, the meal breaks. Why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you, you're not going to use that to eat your, your food? Oh, no, no, no. I, it, it's, no, no, meal breaks aren't for that. I don't make enough money to be able to eat meals. <laughs> oh my god! Maybe that's why. You sh- maybe that's part of the strike. You're negotiating um, pay increases as well with the with the with the union. As a matter of fact, it, that is, and thank you for bringing it up. Um, they're saying we need more minimum wages, but to tell you the truth, um, I don't agree with this point of the negotiations. Why? Why? Because. Uh, let me ask you a question, Adam. Do you believe in trickle-down economics? I don't. I actually don't believe in that. Exactly. And as a union man, I'm a liberal myself. And, uh, and suddenly they think that, you know, they're going to give us more wages. And then that money is going to trickle down to, you know, being able to pay for our family's food and trickle down to be able to afford my rent That's and trickle not... down so I don't have to sell CBD oil to background actors. It doesn't, the math doesn't add up. No, I don't like I don't... it and I don't understand it. I think there's a confusion. There is a level of confusion. Uh, usually. Oh, I can explain it for you then. No, I, I think you're confused personally. Like, oh. If I can. Yeah. Okay, go I, ahead. Well, trickle down economics is more about uh, 
feeding, uh, giving more money to the higher ups, like maybe a company, right. and they would be more more so inclined. It was it totally. It's been proven that it doesn't work by uh, the moment, but they would be more so inclined to pay their employees more, or pl- put it back into right. the economy. Right. So yeah. essentially that has already been happening. It's just the company isn't doing that to you. They are not giving you that money and therefore you are not able to afford stuff. So that, and also you getting more money. You got to stop the trickle somewhere though. You got to stop, stop the trickle somewhere. That's what I've always said. What do you, and what other way have you said that? And where have you said that before? Well, I've said it to the doctor. Okay. About what? You've got to stop this trickle somehow. What do you, what's the trickle? I think I, I this is a, I don't, I don't like getting grotesque or graphic, so I won't go into details, but in terms of economics, um, no, I think you can. I mean, I, I got a huge question. I think just, is it, well, we're talking not top or bottom big a question. It's more an average question. <laughs> okay. Slightly that below average. All right. I think I, I think I understand. Listen, um, yeah. Yeah, well, good thing you saw a doctor for that. That's you don't want things trickling out of that. Um, mm-hmm. Well, why CBD? Why not um, maybe uh, something? Have you thought about maybe uh, getting trying to get a promotion at, at work, or are you trying to move up higher in, in, into the union? I'm a grip. You can't get much more promoted than that. What about like DP? Isn't DP higher than a grip? Um. Yeah, but the DP doesn't have tape. I have tape. <laughs> so in terms like, of tape and who has tape and who doesn't, I'm head honcho. Because a PA will have tape, but a lot of the times they're hard hard to track down. You, I'm, I'm going to be holding something. So you just look around for a guy holding something. Right. I'm also going to have tape. So you can't get much more big than that. So in terms of... I trickle down, you know what I'm saying? People don't, you know, there's, there's nobody above me trickling down to me. I'm top of the food chain on set. I feel like, what about the director, producer, no tape. Uh, no actors? Tape. So you no think tape. the hierarchy of, the hierarchy of a set is maybe measured in, literally in tape? Well, here's the thing. You ever, you ever watch the Red Green Show, the Canadian PBS program? No, I have never. No, I have not. I'm not Canadian. Okay. Do, I, 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 do, you, do I seem Canadian? Is that what you're saying? No, but it played on American televisions in the mid-90s. Oh, okay. Okay. I did not see Well, that. anyways, he had this wild idea, and he was a real union man himself, much like me. And he had this wild idea that duct tape fixes everything. And he'd prove that in some pretty interesting ways. <laughs> What what ways? What ways? And putting why would that muffler back on a car? Um, putting an engine back in a car. Putting a side mirror back on a car. Okay. Putting a rear view mirror back on a car. So really, a lot of car things. Of, yes. A lot of car things. <laughs> Mainly that. So I thought when I saw that, let's apply that to film, baby. Okay. Now you're using duct tape on film because usually that they use like gaff tape and and various other. That's what I'm head honcho. You use duct tape. Yeah, I'm a union man. Are people afraid of you? Do you duct tape people? Is that is that why you consider yourself head honcho? Yes, and they need to be those background actors. They call it cattle calls for a reason. They're always marching around. No, I need you to act like a lamp and be still. 
Are you so you're duct taping people to be still? Two lamps. Yes. What the? Wait, why? Yeah, they gotta be still. Yeah, because once they get all hopped up on that CBD oil, they're running around going, oh, my God, I see a demon. Oh, my God, my ex-wife is back to life. Yeah. Okay, so I did want to talk about that part. I feel like you mentioned the PAs not like disappearing and not being around. I feel like had they not be maybe if they were on CBD, maybe or not on CBD, maybe they would be more active on set. Has selling CBD on set been bad for the set? really really bad i mean everybody because here's the thing cbd stands for cocaine boy diesel no that's cocaine boy diesel so these these people are running around like wild but they get hooked that's the way that you get them hooked i'm a union man and i've learned that through my days what is i get the listen i get the cocaine part of that acronym what is boy diesel (laughs) That's a secret ingredient that uh Don't tell me it's the trickle down. It's, it's the product it's the of trickle, trickle down. Yeah. Are you familiar with trickle down economics? No. No. I can only do about a vial at a time. Oh, that's actually pretty uh that's pretty impressive to be honest. Yeah. Um, well, I do like to share. I am a union man. <laughs> so, I guess going back on this real quick. You sell CBD, you're a head honcho, you duct tape uh people how do you feel about the strike? You are you for strike the going on strike, Scap? I like it. I like it, and mainly because they're saying now that we deserve to get a cut of the financial action of streaming projects because we haven't gotten that. You traditionally you'd get a, you get a cut of the action, right? But with streaming projects, we don't, and it's about time we stick it back to Netflix. Yeah, you want to know. You want to know why? Excuse you. Thank you for burping right into the microphone. You're welcome. You want to know why? Well, yeah, please tell me why. Netflix owes me. Big time. What do you mean? Last time I worked a Netflix project, I was on the lot. Had about four rolls per arm. I was walking around. You wear them on your arm? Yeah, you put you put your hand through the hole so you can go around. Everybody oh, knows have, who you are. You actually, yeah. Thank you for. We're on Zoom, so I saw your arms. You're actually wearing. You have a bunch of them on right now, almost like yep, like Bono's these are my duct tapes. <laughs> duct tapes. Do you, oh, they have, yeah. I see they have names on them as well. One is one is uh, there's Daffy, and yeah. there there I'm a is big Looney Tune fan. <laughs> there's Daffy. Yeah. Then, there's then Elmer the, the other one's Scrooge. There's Scrooge. Yeah. There's uh, Duck. Ta- that one just says DuckTales. Duck I'm, I'm a real tales. big fan of duck-themed ones because, <laughs> as you know, it's called duct tape for a reason. And I've always said that. I That's not true. It's not related to ducks at all. I, I know that for a fact. Why do they but, call uh, it duct tape? Because it's, uh, it's for ducting vents. It's for the duct. It's not duck. You can't duck a vent. <laughs> Next, you can tell me gagoose it. Yeah, so they kicked me off the lot because I was tried to sell Ashton Kutcher some CBD oil. I was working on the farm. You were working on the farm, not actually uh, no, the farm. The, t- the TV show. Program. And uh, he wanted CBD, or you were trying to have him take some of your CBD, which we'll, we'll reiterate is cocaine boy diesel. And that's what I told him. So, at, by this point, he was duct taped up to a saguaro. Familiar with saguaros? No, what is that? It's a form of cactus. 
They had one on set. Because <laughs> it's a farm. okay. Well, it's, it, it's in the Southwest. It's a lot of cowboys on that show. I, I'm assuming a lot of people were mad by that. That also seems very painful to, and definitely crossing a line uh, to a lead actor of the show. And he demanded I be fired, and uh, I had to go home that day to my wife and my boys without a paycheck. Oh, I didn't know. And I swore that day that duct tape would be able to fix everything but the hole in my heart for not being able to provide for my family. Ah. And that's why I think Netflix owes me. They owe me. Have you reached out to them um, at all since, since then? Big time. I waltzed right into their studio and I said, who needs a fixing, motherfuckers? They said, who let this boy in here? I said, I'm not a boy, but I'll show you something that came from one. I got that oh, boy diesel halfway the, up a Mississippi River, and that's what I call the Beaver Creek, if you know what oh, I'm saying. Oh, gosh. Okay. All right, Scab. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I think, uh, so support your unions. Don't support trickle-down economics. And definitely don't support cocaine boy diesel. And hey. What's that? If you don't strike, you're a turkey. <laughs> Do you get it? Because of bowling. Because of what? Bowling. Strike. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, strike. Okay, turkey. great, great, great. All right. Thank you so much. Bye. <laughs> Thank you, Scabra. Thank you for coming on the show. We'll be right back. My second guest today is from Greece. She's a football coach and she just moved to the U.S. for an exciting career opportunity. Please welcome Coach Sofia Kenelopoulos. Kalispera, Adam. Sefharisto poligeti filoxenia. I just oh. said um, good evening, good afternoon, Adam. Thank you so much for having me. Well, Hi. yeah, of course. I, I'm going to be honest with you. Your voice is almost the antithesis of our last guest voice who was very deep and yours is very light and and, and flowery so he sounded like a fine gentleman um so if he wants to text me feel free to give him my number afterwards <laughs> i i don't uh, sure yeah, I, I actually didn't catch his number baby you know what there it is right there and it's a picture of his boy juice okay great um anyways uh oh it's not below average at least <laughs> not in greek size <laughs> Well, that speaking of Greece, uh, you are back. Uh, I got to talk about that. Wait, so you're saying Greek Greek boys have small small weens? Is that what you're saying? Well, maybe that's why there's so much toxic masculinity, you know, to overcompensate for the small size. Well, I, speaking of toxic masculinity, you are a football coach, a female football coach uh, in Greece. Um, are you what? Are you coaching with men? Or are you coaching? Um, mostly around women or what's what's that? Yes, it was a male football um, club and I wasn't very happy about it. So I thought I would come to the U.S. because, you know, I just remember watching Tom Cruise and Jerry Maguire like, show me the money and I just want to see some green. Oh, okay. so you're coming to America to be a football coach. Soccer coach, what we call it here, by the way, for the money. Oh, no, no, not soccer, Adam. I want to do a reverse Ted Lasso. You know, Jason Sudeikis really inspired me. Um, as you might know, he plays a 
American football coach who moves to London to right. coach a soccer team. So I thought, I know soccer, but why don't I move to the U.S. to coach football? Because I only know that football gives players conscience, and that's about it. <laughs> I see. Yes, it's, it's very charming um, uh, scenario, just like just like Ted Lasso. Um, now, have you have you tried a applying to any football did like the, the difference with Ted Lasso he came over with a job did you come over with a job uh working for it? okay so I heard Hannah Waddingham who plays Rebecca in Ted Lasso and she said she manifested the role and I also heard Jennifer Aniston on Ellen who said she manifested friends and the way to manifest your dream job is to say Thank you, universe, for this amazing opportunity that I already have. So I took it one step further and I moved to New York and I started, you know, lurking outside the Yankee Stadium. And I was like, thank you so much, universe, for giving me this amazing opportunity to coach the Yankees football team. So now it's going to fall into my lap soon. You want to, you want. Well, the Yankees are a baseball team. They're not Wait. a f- football team. What? Wait, is that, that's not the same? No, that's a different sport uh, entirely. Uh, okay, it, quick question. Which one is it? I thought the football is all the analogies where, you know, me and you, we go, or not you, the previous guest will go on a first date and it will be like, let's hit second base. That's right. from football, right? First base, second no, base. No, that would no? be baseball. Yeah, you're talking about oh. baseball. Do you want to be a baseball coach? Well, I was going to go for football because I also want to be in the Super Bowl. So I was hoping... You know, okay. to coach that's the football. team that's going to go there. Yeah, I want to be okay. with Jennifer Lopez. That's what I'm manifesting. She <laughs> sings the Super Bowl halftime, and up, I am up there. I will say this. Um, like Ted Lasso, he was somewhat successful over in America before he moved over in that story. How, how was your career in Greece before coming over here? Um, I was very successful um, if success is how happy your players are. Okay. So they were very fine young men who were enjoying playing the game. Um, do you know what relegation is? You don't have that in the American football. I but think. I, I do know Ted Lasso, and that was the whole point of season one of, uh, yeah. Yes. So basically, I uh, I had my team unrelegated, you know, like wow. we were at the bottom of the pit. Oh, my God. And now we are one step up. That's great. Why would you give that up? That sounds like you have a full-on, very successful career. So, Well, they were paying me less money than the male coaches. And I hear that here in America, um, you know, there's a big thing now with the women's soccer that they want to equal pay. And I was like, I'm going to go there because I'm sure they're going to pay me as much right. as an American football coach who's a guy. So then why wouldn't you try to be a soccer coach? Because that's what they're trying to do here in America is soccer, female soccer coaches. Why? But then I wouldn't be a fish out of water. <laughs> okay. Are you like a fan of like uh, TV shows? Is that is that what you're... Well, I believe... You mentioned Emmys and actors and manifestation a lot. I believe in communism. Romantic communism, that is. Um, you know that... What? You know, you know, Adam, I thought you did watch Ted Lasso. It's when you just put your foot forward and then take your hands off the wheel... 
and you just hope that the car is going to keep driving and take you to your destination and you have your eyes closed, but everything will work out in the end. That's not communism. That's just Romantic crazy. communism. That's not communism. <laughs> and then, you know. <laughs> Wait, um, hold on. Hold on. Is that phrase actually in Ted Lasso? R- romantic communism? Yes, it is. All right, I'm going to Google that later. That does not sound familiar to me, but It sure. is the episode that he was wing Roy to become a coach. So, and it has all the rom-com references. And he said, you had me at coach. That's yes. season two. Okay, I haven't, I haven't finished oh, season two yet. Oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert, everybody. There's a, they, the show becomes communist. Uh, no, I'm sure it's great. Let's see. So you believe in letting the world working out for you and manifesting things. How is that going, by the way? Um, well, I was hoping and praying to the universe to move into the same building with Trevor Noah. And it didn't work out. Do you know what building he lives in? No. Okay. But I was hoping, you know, that I closed my eyes and I said, I wake up and go into the elevator and Trevor's going to be there and he's going to say, you had me at football coach. And it didn't work out. My neighbor smells a lot. Um, I can smell the beer on his breath. I don't think he's my romantic alter ego and soulmate. Probably not. Um, but I will say this. So th- that's almost, this is your second Jerry Maguire reference. Uh, you had me at dot, 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 um, which was also a Ted, which was used in Ted Lasso. Um, do you like Jerry Maguire a lot? Do you watch it a lot? I just think that Hollywood portrays such a realistic vision of how love works, you know? And that okay. is like, I couldn't find my Harry uh, in Greece. I mean, Harry met Sally. Mm-hmm. I want a guy who's going to stand in front of me and say, I'm just a boy standing in front of a girl saying that when you realize you want to spend the rest of your life with someone, uh-huh. You want that life to... St- I, I, it hasn't happened yet, Adam. I'm not going to uh-huh. lie. But I go, you know, in Central Park every day. I go outside 30 Rock to manifest, you know, uh, the life that I deserve. I right. deserve that life. I don't have to do anything else. I just need to close my eyes, pray on it, and it will happen. Zero. Right. Work. Why do you think you deserve it? Um. Because all human beings are spiritual beings deserving of love. Oh, okay. Why do you think you deserve a, a coaching job at, at an American football team, though? Well, I think I will bring an outside perspective uh, that will make, you know, the players hopefully more friendly. Um, I watched one game on the Plane monitor, TV monitor on the play on the flight over. It is a very aggressive game, Adam. Yeah, yeah it's, it's very scared aggressive. the crap out of me. Yeah. Like, do you call that tackle or something? Yes, it's called tackling. Yeah, yeah, they tackle people and they kick things and. Okay, so in my team, rule number one: no more tackles. Okay, We're see, not that's gonna not going to anybody. Mm-hmm. See, that's maybe not going to work. Now, uh, because that's kind of the whole point of the game of tackling people so they stop. How would they stop the running, the person running with the football? Um, how well, would they stop that person? You would say, hey, friend, okay, and a rival player, okay. 
It's my turn now. Pass me the ball and stop running. Yeah, that's not. And then that you also do. I appreciate you, and then that is what is gonna win them over. Wow. Okay. 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 Well, uh, I think uh, that might not work. I think that um, yeah, maybe. Uh, I honestly feel like you you were doing great in Greece. Maybe you could maybe parlay that into a, a, a football, a, a soccer coaching job. But I, I think I would be I would be very remiss not to tell you um, there are no female American NFL coaches. Oh, NFL is that the basketball where Michael Jordan nope, was playing? That's in, okay. that's NBA. Maybe okay. I just feel like you could have done one little bit of research before heading over here. It seems like you kind of really did just. Well, Let it I out was there. going to take advantage of the 14-hour flight, but it didn't have any Wi-Fi, Adam. So did you watch that that football game like on, it was saved that on your phone? That was on the screen. No, oh, the TV okay. small monitor okay. on the plane. Why? Was it oh, Was it like an old movie? I, I'm curious. Was it live or was it like an old classic? Uh, Field of Dreams. Okay, that was baseball. Again, okay. Oh, I feel like- God. Damn it. Sophia, I'm really I'm I hate to be uh uh I hate to be uh, such a downer on your on your dream. No, please please don't rain on my parade. I definitely don't want to. I definitely I feel like I am, but that's the thing. It's like movies are movies. They're like written by a script. But people say that if you can make it there, you'll make it anywhere. The American dream, Adam. The world promised me the American dream. Listen, the American dream is real. I'm not going to deny you of that, but uh, it's a little bit kind of crazy just to kind of hope that it becomes uh, less competitive and not uh, uh, you don't have to be well researched and well prepared in order to manifest those things. Uh, not saying that you'll never not do that, but it's you're going to have to essentially take some time to learn and try and apply those things to both all of the things you're trying, love and becoming a learning, just even learning what football is and uh, learning. Do me a favor. Uh, what's a football team? Name one football team. Just. Curious. Oh, you know what? The Manning brothers who were hosting SNL, I think they're footballers. And also there's this Tom Brady guy who's married okay. to a supermodel, but he was a Trump supporter. So I don't want to coach his team. So, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, well, before we go, is there anything you would like to say uh, maybe to the universe in order to manifest your position as a football coach? Yes. So I promise you that if... A nice football club owner gives me this opportunity. I don't know how to make cookies, but I will make spanakopita, that's spinach pie, and I will bring that to you every day. In the morning? And then we'll become best friends. In the morning? Yes. You're going to bring that in the Okay, every that's not day. a breakfast. <laughs> it's a warm breakfast, Adam. <laughs> that's not a breakfast treat. Uh, thank you so much, Sophia, for coming on the show. Best of luck to you. And uh, we'll see you. In, hopefully, we'll see you in the on Sundays on the Sunday Night Football Super Bowl Sunday. It's a date. Well, that'll do it for this week of the Misinformer. We'd like to thank our guests, Sophia Canalopoulos, and of course, Scabra Mourner. 
But uh, before we go, we're going to... Oh, look at that. Oh, Andreas, Liana, you're back. Welcome back. Oh, hey. hey. Yeah, I forgot my water. You had two Greek guests today, Adam. I know. We have so much... It's so much Greek. Um, I feel like I... <laughs> feel like I'm just learning philosophy just out of uh, just sheer contact. So uh, we're about to wrap up the show. Is there anything, uh, Andreas, is there anything you would like to plug? I caught you right mid. Just that song I just wrote right now. That's a great song. Oh, a collab. I'd like to plug that song. And then just my name is Andres Parada, comedy on everywhere. Heck yeah. Blowing it up on TikTok. We've got to check out his videos and check out his YouTube. All that will be linked in the comments uh, or in the description. Liana, what would you like to plug? Um, I have a YouTube channel as well. You can just Google my name. Uh, I haven't put out something super recently, uh, but you can check out my old stuff and hopefully I'll do new stuff for you soon. Uh, well, we had Melania on last week and apparently your Melania is very close to the real Melania I, that we heard last week. My first, I'm saying first as if I have a second, I don't have one yet. <laughs> one woman show was Fifty Shades of Melania and I, I did put out uh, the whole show. It's free on YouTube. Um, Heck yeah. So everybody go check that out. Spell your last name for for everybody out there. M-E-S-A-I-K-O-U. Mesaiku. Liana Mesaiku, everybody. Go, please go check that out. And of course, you can follow me at Adam R. Mac on all the social medias. You can follow this show at Daily Misinformer, TikTok, you know it, you love it, on Instagram, Twitter. If you're nasty, it's daily at Daily Misinform because it's Misinformer is too long. <laughs> and uh, we have a YouTube channel that we don't post anymore. But please go check out all that stuff. And of course, if you like the show, leave us a five-star review uh, on iTunes. It really helps us out. And if it's a one-star review... Wow. Wow. Why are you so sad? Why Why you do that? Why? Has anyone done that yet? I have not checked. And uh, By the way, if you do leave a five-star review, we'll, uh, we'll read it on air. And uh, it can literally say five stars. Adam, um, I think you are bad. And as long as it's five stars, I'll read that. I'll read it right there. <laughs> Good to know. I'll literally read anything that's in the five-star review. Anything. I dare you. Post post the Bible. I'll read the whole fucking Bible. I'll do it, good guys. Enough. I'll fucking do it. Don't tempt me with a good time. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, please, everybody, go follow that. And, uh, well, we're about to wrap up the show. And uh, one thing we have been trying to figure out uh, to do here is a signature sign-off because we still don't have one of those. Um, so I'll go first. You've been listening to The Misinformer. If you didn't know, now you definitely didn't know. This has been the Daily Misinformer. Uh... Please stay informed. <laughs> They're nice. This has been the Daily Misinformer brought to you by Spirit Gum. <laughs> Don't go without a um, fake mustache if, unless you need one. Oh, yes. Goodbye. <laughs> uh, and this has been the Daily Misinformer. Trickle it down, baby! <laughs> Terrible name. Hate that name. Boy, do I hate that name.